You're listening to the Best Box Podcast, where we talk about how to build healthy businesses and communities in the digital era. Hosted by tech entrepreneurs Tony Holbrook and Nicole Moore, and produced by photographer and musician Jake Warren, we share insights on how to connect, serve, and grow so you can thrive as a digital entrepreneur. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's podcast. We have myself and Tony today and our guest, Aaron. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You bet. So we're excited to have Aaron today. Um, a little bit of history. So we met, I think it must have been like almost two years ago. It was like pre-pandemic. It yeah, it was. Yeah, probably yeah, two and yeah. a half years ago now. Yeah. 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 So Aaron reached out to us and was renting some space at our uh, private uh, studio and running some group classes. And um, yeah, I think something that I found really interesting from the beginning of meeting Aaron was being an entrepreneur and then hearing about how you structured your your personal training business was something I had never kind of heard with your memberships and then being in the post and prenatal space was something that was unique. Um, so I think as we kind of dive in today's podcast, I think people will really enjoy hearing about how you um, structure your business and how like how you got to where you are. Um, we've had some kind of cool opportunities to interview a number of different trainers. Um, and it's always fun to hear everyone's unique ways they structure their business. So um, yeah, I'm excited for today, Erin. Uh, and we'll kind of hop in. Awesome. So, um, Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, what's your company? Yeah. So my name, obviously Aaron, um, and I uh, own and operate muscles and mommies fitness. So I work primarily with women, um, in the pre postnatal world, um, and just women in general who, uh, are looking to come in and, um, get fit again or for the first time. Cool. And where can um, people find you if they want to check uh, out more? Yeah. So I have a website, which is musclesandmommies.com and is spelled out as well as Facebook and Instagram at Muscles and Mommies. Perfect. Awesome. We'll definitely link those um, in the posts and in the show description so you can go find her there. Uh, so let me kind of jump in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, even before you had Muscles and Mummies? Um, yeah, what's your background? How did you get into fitness and training? Were you doing something else before that? Um, I'm, I'm not even sure if I even know this, actually. Okay. Like, what you were doing before Okay, grab your coffee. It's going to take okay. a while. No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so my original background is actually in the tourism industry. Um, graduating high school, did not know what I wanted to do with my life, but tourism was something that uh, always, I always enjoyed. Obviously, everybody loves traveling and, and you know, Vancouver is one of the fantastic places to to be in that industry. So I moved over to the island to what is now Vancouver Island University and took their tourism and hospitality program over there. Um, and loved it. Met my now husband, who was also in the tourism industry. And we quickly realized you can't have two paychecks coming from that industry. Mm. It's, uh, <laughs> as we know now with the pandemic, poop can hit the fan and you don't want don't want all of your income coming from there. Um, so I moved along um, and I actually worked as an event manager. So I worked um, for over 10 years, actually, and I organized uh, conferences and trade shows, which was a lot of fun. It was great. I loved the work, but um, 
had children within that 10 years and quickly came to realize that those two things didn't really work for myself because when you're working, you are working and you're in it. And I could be out of town for three, four or five days at a time. Um, when you've got two little kids, that's really hard to do. At the end of that 10 years, it really didn't fill my cup anymore. So I wanted to spend more time at home with my girls. Um, and I needed to find a way to do that. Throughout that process, though, I was really trying to find something, like I said, that would fill my cup and make me happy and, mm. and want to uh, kind of get up and go to work in the morning. I have a real love for babies. No, I don't want any more of my own, but I love <laughs> babies. I love other people's babies. Um, and I decided to become a doula. So I figured this was kind of a way to bridge that gap and be around pregnant women and new babies. And I just absolutely loved it. So I kind of dove into that and was taking on one client a month mm -hmm. while still working full time um, just to kind of fill that cup for me and, and give me something of enjoyment. One of the biggest things that I heard from those doula clients was can I work out? Am I allowed to work out? What can I do? I want to do more than just yoga. All they could really find was prenatal yoga or prenatal Pilates. There wasn't many mm. trainers out there or gyms that really focused on a pregnant woman. So I saw that hole or that need for, um, for that, that, specific thing. And, and I decided that uh, I was going to dive in and, and try and start something of my own. So away I went and figured step one is to get the personal training certification and then move on to pre and postnatal certification after that. So once I did that, I decided and I actually realized how much I really loved the fitness industry and and wanted to do that. And that was going to be the thing that made me happy. Mm -hmm. um, so I quit my job. And I jumped in with both feet and decided to give this a go. And here we are now almost another 10 years later, and I've got my own business up and running and absolutely loving it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, are you? Did you continue doing doula work? Or did you pause? I did for a little while. And then mm -hmm. As you can imagine, babies don't come Monday to Friday, nine to five, or when you want them to. So <laughs> it was, I had to let, unfortunately, let that part go just mm. because I couldn't be in a space where I had clients booked and get the phone call and then tell the client that's in front of me, I'm sorry, I got to go because there's a baby coming. So um, yeah. yeah, so I don't do that anymore. And now as the older I'm getting, I'm realizing I don't want to wake up at two o'clock in the morning when I get that phone call that baby's on their way. So um, that's, that's gone for now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a doula and it was amazing. And I feel like I didn't really know how valuable that was going to be during my like birth process until like I was in labor, which was kind of crazy. It's Travis's birthday today. So like this time, four years ago, my doula was everything. Yeah. Um, awesome. My, that doula I had as well also ended up um, not taking on clients for kind of similar thing, like loved it, got into it because they love babies, but 
it, it's hard to schedule around. They had five kids um, and, and scheduling that around like the, the, the kids schedules and work schedules. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a, yeah. Where that kind of goes. So did you, um, once you got your uh, personal training and uh, pre and postnatal, did you jump right into having your own business or did you work somewhere for somebody? Um, I jumped right into it. Yeah. I wanted to see what was going to happen. So I could just kind of figured that I'll try it out on my own. And if it doesn't work, at least I've got some experience. I can go start applying at rec centers or fitness world or whatever it may be. Um, But it's, it, it worked out. So I've just kept going with it. Yeah, I know I'm super lucky. Um, and I am thanking my lucky stars every day that, uh, that it's worked out, but it has been a lot of hard work and ups and downs and uh, definitely hasn't been easy, but I made it work. So in those early days, because I think your story is a little bit unique that a lot of times people start in the rec centers, that's how they get their experience with a variety of clients, they figure out what they like, then they might specialize in their own business. Um, But for you kind of starting on your own, um, it must have been really helpful in your niche having that network that you had with your doula clients and stuff like that. Like in the early days of, of Muscles and Mommies, where did you kind of get your clients from? How did you start? It was a lot of word of mouth mm. at the beginning. Yeah. So exactly pulling from that doula world and knowing other doulas and health practitioners in in that arena sort of helped so they could guide their, their clients to me. Mm. Um, at the time, I was living in Port Moody and we lived in Klahani um, mm. and I was able to teach uh, some group classes at the Mm. gym facility that they have there. So it just sort of snowballed along that, you know, I I didn't do pre and postnatal like just that right at the beginning that I was able to branch out and then um, and then it just built itself from there. Cool, cool. That so being we, said, we live in like Surrey Langley now. So I did yeah. have to say goodbye to everybody on that other mm-hmm. side of the river and start everything over again here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Facebook was at the time was my my biggest help just getting on community pages and getting my name out there. Awesome. I, I think I want to circle back to even how to start over, because that is something that even when we have trainers come into the trainer's box that are interested in renting space in a new city, a big barrier for them is like, but I have all my clients in this city. They don't want to move over. Do I now train at two places or how to make that transition? So before we kind of go to that, because I think that'd be really interesting. Um, why don't you kind of share a little bit about like what you do now? What is Muscles and Mommies? Um, what is your program? What do you offer? Um, I don't think we've even shared a little bit about that you run your business out of your your home. So really kind of cool to hear like how you structure it and kind of what is muscles and mummies. Yeah. So I am a home-based fitness facility. Um, Structure wise, I offer um, now on zoom. Uh, um, As we all know, we had to sort of, what's the word now pivot, we had to pivot and uh, figure out new ways of building this business Mm -hmm. or keeping it afloat. So um, yeah, I offer offer Zoom sessions and in-person one-on-one personal training with my clients. So I do have a, a membership program. So you can sign up and pay a monthly fee. Um, 
and you get a certain number of sessions every month um, included in that. And then once you've used up those sessions, if you want to add anything onto that, then you get it at a at a greatly discounted rate rather than like just what everybody else would pay coming off of the street. It's just my way of saying thank you to those clients for for um, having that membership with me. Um, you can buy packages. So if you only want to try four or eight sessions at a time, you can prepay for those packages and just use them up. You've got a year to use them. Um, I encourage people to come weekly, but you, <laughs> you never know what people's schedules are like. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I'm a, a Monday to Friday um, working here in my home and um, yeah. Awesome. So do you yeah. do mostly, uh, I'm sure it's probably a, a range, but um, prenatal, like during pregnancy and postnatal, they stay with you after. Do you find that your your clients are usually coming to you once they've had their baby and they're like, I'm trying to get back into fitness? Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a mixture of both. So I do have those clients that do come in while they're pregnant, mm. um, just trying to keep themselves active and moving. Obviously, they take some time off after baby arrives. I have another program that I, I do. It's a core restoration program. So I work with women post-pregnancy who have um, pelvic floor issues or if they've had um, that abdominal separation, which is called diastasis. Um, I work with them to try and bring that back in. Um, so some clients will do prenatal, take that time off, do the core restoration, and then come back and start training again after that. I have some clients that are coming that are six weeks postpartum, and they just want to get moving again. So um, so they'll find me and, and come in and go that way. So it really is a variation. I do have clients as well that are have never had children, and they just are looking for a female trainer that's um, a little more on the gentle side. So that's why mm. they come to see me. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of is even just you sharing there that you're, you're maybe looking for like a woman, some more gentle programming. So how would you describe your style of personal training then? Yeah. So I would say I'm more on the holistic and functional side of it. Mm. So I really like listening to my clients and and working working through with them so, so they can start listening to their own bodies. Um, I think what uh, happens with a lot of people is they want to come in and they have an idea in their head of what they want their body to look like and not necessarily what they want to feel like. Um, so getting to that point where they're able to actually become in tune with themselves and and really figure out that it's not about having the six pack abs after you've mm. had a baby, you know, um, or getting back to that. If So yeah, it's not always about losing that 10 pounds or getting that pre baby body back. It's about mm. starting to feel better, starting to be healthy um, mm. and just feeling a lot more comfortable with, with the body that you have. Mm, mm. It's such a great mindset. I think you'd really, it's, it's great timing. I don't know if we planned this on purpose. Maybe we did. Um, but our last two episodes, we had Emily, who's a pelvic therapist. Um, and we yeah, just did two episodes with her just talking about how it's, um, 
it, I can't remember what the thing was, but that it's like how common it is for the pelvic floor issues, but it doesn't need to be necessarily normal. And that um, all the different things out there to help people with their core after or leakage or things like that. So yeah, um, yeah. I think this podcast, things that you're sharing about are going to complement that really well. Um, and that's kind of cool to hear that you integrate that into, into what you do. Yeah, it's really amazing how many women have a baby and then they get that leakage afterwards. And it's almost like a badge of honor. I've had a child and now I pee when I sneeze. <laughs> I don't understand why it needs to, why that's okay, right? Mm. It's it's not okay. It's not okay to do that. You didn't do it before. Why is it okay now? So let's try mm. and get things back to where they were. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what, and I'm sure that makes like, again, even though I was, I was just doing the, some of the podcast work and reading the, the, those two episodes yesterday and just thinking like it really, and you probably experienced that just like it does change people's lives when you can improve those aspects that they've just like, Oh, this is normal. Oh, even though it was normal, a badge of honor, I actually rather get rid of that badge. If I can. exactly. I yeah. So much better <laughs> about myself. Um, yeah. New, new badge. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so as we kind of maybe we will this is circle back even to what we were talking about now that we have a better understanding of what you do, which is really awesome. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about that transition between starting over that must have been kind of a nerve wracking uh, change as an entrepreneur going from like, okay, I have this business and I have these people and I'm moving locations and I'm kind of starting again. So mm-hmm. um, how many years ago was that? Like how far into your business were you when you made that transition? That was six years ago. So it was okay. probably... I think two years into it. Okay. Yeah. So on one hand, I was like, okay, I'm not super established somewhere yet. The change is okay. Um, but at the same time, I did have a clientele that didn't want to move. So yeah. So I started, I started from scratch. Okay. Yeah. Did you, did you transition at all? Like, did you keep some work and like do the distance thing for a period of time or was it like a cold it was pretty it was a pretty cold break yeah Mm. yeah and was that planned or just kind of like jumping with two feet this is what it is yeah yeah it was a this it is what it is and I gotta just push forward got it got it yeah and did you did you ask for referrals or anything from like your your previous crew like hey do you know anybody over here like any tips or tricks or anything not really no i just <laughs> i just went for it <laughs> yeah it was kind of crazy but that's how i started everything too i jumped in with both feet so i just figured if i could make it work in one city why can't i make it work in another and so yeah. Yeah. How long would you say it took you to to get to a point where you're like, hey, I'm at least comfortable, maybe not like successful or like where you really wanted to be, but you're um, like, hey, I can make this work. I want to say it was a, it was probably two years. It wasn't an overnight change for sure. It was two years of trying a lot of different things to see what was going to stick mm-hmm. um, until I was in a comfortable position mm-hmm. yeah and so what would you say over those two years that were some of the key things if you could go back and tell your beginning of the two-year self things what things did you find did work the most and had the most results to get you in a comfortable spot in those two years oh that's a good question <laughs> that that's one wasn't really, on the list but yeah I'm like, huh, now what? So, <laughs> um 
I probably would have transitioned. So gone back over to Port Moody a couple days a week just to mm. see what would work. Um, I would have to say at the very beginning, I felt very alone in this industry by myself. Like I felt like I was by myself trying to figure this out on my own. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anybody else like within the industry. So I probably would have tried to seek that out a little bit more. Um, yeah, I could totally could have used that at the beginning for sure. Totally. We can yeah. hear that like, no matter where you are in the entrepreneur space, it's always a little bit like you're talking to yourself or like your partner who's like, I can't actually hear any more of this. Like, okay, yes, look, whatever you think. Yeah. <laughs> and actually yeah. having other people that are kind of going through the same discovery of, you know, getting started and how to do that and how to do the things and just have someone else to talk to that just wants to kind of bounce ideas off of and things like that. Um, yeah. Just that community piece and being a solo entrepreneur. So, um, Awesome. So let's kind of like continue diving down the path more about your business. So, I mean, I think you've answered a lot of this, but like, what do you love most about it? What like 10 years later is still filling your cup and you're like, this is my career. Like, wow, what do you love about it? I just, I love all the clients that I get to meet. I love hearing their stories and I love building relationships with them, seeing where they've started from day one and where they are now. Um, it, it, it's really fulfilling for me to watch that and to see their families grow too, because I do have some clients that it, they came to see me before they even got pregnant because they wanted to get mm. into a healthier space and then they get pregnant and now I'm meeting their, their babies. And it's really just, it's awesome to watch that whole progress happen. And then the post-pregnancy women that come in and, I don't know what to do with myself and I feel like I'm weak and I can't help my kids and this and that and, uh, you know, getting them into a space where they're feeling healthier and stronger and, and more connected with themselves and emotionally and mentally seeing them stronger as well is just, it's a nice transformation to watch. All the feel goods. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so with the, the clients that you come to, have coming to you um are there any like misconceptions that you hear from athletes um about training during pregnancy or after pregnancy um that you help them like overcome and understand yes so yes. it's in my <laughs> world it's the I want my pre-baby body back and mm -hmm. I really hate hearing that because you're not going to have that pre-baby body back you have to think, what did your body just do for the past nine months? It grew a human. So it's not going to be the same as it was before. Yes, you can make it look the same. Yes, you can lose that 10 pounds, but it's not going to be that same body that you had before. So I really love it when clients come in and they say that and I'm like, okay, so we're going to work towards you getting to that place, but I want you to feel all the feels along the way. I want you to really understand what your body is now capable of because it's probably capable of better and stronger things than it was before. Um, some things you may not be able to do anymore and that's okay too, but let's get you to a place where 
where you're happy and you're healthy. That's the biggest thing. I always want my clients to be healthy. Um, I don't want them to come in and, and look for the quick fix because I'm, that's not what I'm about. I'm not about the quick fix. So if that's what you want, go find somebody else. I want you to really love yourself and love your body. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like you have the, everyone has a goal of where they want to get, but it sounds like you really work on like enjoying the journey throughout it and like finding that self-love all the way through. Yeah. Um, and I, and I mean, it's not, it's, it's not to say that I, you know, like we're not working on losing weight and we're not working on getting stronger and building muscles, but there's a way to go about doing it. And I, I like to, I, I like them to find their journey and their way of, of getting there instead of in four months, bringing a picture in and saying in four months, I need to look like this. Right. Right. Yeah. It made me like personally giggle a little bit when you were like, you know, even if you can get your body back to that place, that's similar to that, it's never the same. And I was going to say, even if I got my body back to pre-pregnancy body, you know, it would never go back is my shoe size. Nobody ever told me that my (laughs) shoe size was going to go up half a size. I was going to buy all new shoes. Like no matter what I do, I never get my shoe size back. Yeah. Now nobody really warns you about that. (laughs) No. So I'm okay now. It's been long enough down the road. I've replaced all those shoes. There's still <laughs> here and there. And I'm like, yeah, no, those, those don't, those don't. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. So, um, you shared a little bit about like your, um, like how your business is structured. Is there anything else you kind of want to share about like the actual like products or packages people can purchase? You mentioned you have a core thing that you, um, do restoration after that. Um, what about like any other nutrition or certain packages, anything else you kind of can share with us about, um, yeah, the different things that different packages or or services that you, you offer. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not looking to, to come in studio and, and train with me one-on-one, I do Mm -hmm. offer, um, somewhat of like a coaching package. So Mm -hmm. I'll still do an online, like a zoom meet and greet, uh, do the, your assessment with you. Um, and then I build out like an eight week program. So based on the information that I've gathered through that assessment, I make a video and a program for you. So if you're one of those people that has enough motivation to go to the gym and do it on your own, but you just need that guidance and you need someone to build something for you. Um, I offer that as well. Cause not everybody schedules don't always jive, right? So you may not be able to come in, you may not want to come in and you just want to do it on your own. So so I offer that. Um, I've got three tiers of that membership program. So I actually call it the fit bitch membership. So um, you can be the ultimate fit bitch where you come in um, once a week. Um, and then again, like you've still got that program to, um, to follow if you want to go to the gym on your own. Um, we've got the fittest bitch, so you can come in one every other week. (laughs) And then the last one is just, again, more like a coaching thing. So I'll build that. You still get billed monthly. Um, I build a program for you and we do two check-in sessions a month. So um, whether that's on Zoom or phone, just to see where you're at. Um, and then, yeah, our, my core restoration program. So it's an eight-week program. Every week, we can either do it on Zoom or in person. I prefer to do this one in person just because then I'm able to 
actually monitor your movements a little bit better. Um, but you get one exercise a week uh, that you work on. So your homework every week is is going through that particular exercise. Um, and then we add on to it. So there's eight different exercises that you work on. You're given a handout at the end of that eight weeks. You've got a booklet full of exercises that you can do that are really working on your core, your abdominals, and your pelvic floor. Mm. Cool. Which one's your most popular, do you know? Uh, most popular is definitely the, the ultimate fit bitch package. The ultimate fit bitch. And I was just, mm -hmm. I was looking at your website. It seems like you have kind of three tiers to this fit bitch. Plus you have a, like a digital, like a zoom only version of it. Right. Yes. So do you find people like progress up and down or they kind of move in between them or like, what was the reasoning behind like the sort of like the three, the three tiers? The initial, initial reasoning behind it was more financial because I know after you've had a baby, when you're on maternity leave, finances usually are tight. So I figured I would sort of tear it. So nothing or that something would always work that nothing would be out of the question for you. So there wouldn't be that financial burden of I can't exercise because I can't afford this. Got it. Yeah, it looks yeah. like you've got like about $100, $150, $200-ish kind of like price points for people. Yeah, right? yeah. Good. Okay, awesome. And then do you find um, with everything that has gone on recently, did the Zoom stuff pick up? Like, did people stick with that afterwards? Or was that just like fill in the gap, but then get me back to the normal life? Uh, it was a fill in the gap. But now a lot of the moms have realized when my kid is sick, I don't actually have to call and cancel my session, we can switch it over onto Zoom instead. Mm -hmm. um, so that has been the added bonus of it. Um, and then also clients that don't live in my immediate area that still want to work with me are now doing the Zoom sessions because they don't have to spend the time in the car to drive to me that they can stay at home. I, I wonder now if if uh, you made the transition from Port Moody to Surrey now with this capability, this product in your tool set, so to speak, right? You you potentially would have been able to keep a, a segment of those customers at least, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah. that so the Zoom piece has really really helped sort of retention everything with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of COVID, I tried to switch over to Zoom, and people were just very weary about it, didn't think they'd be able to do it because their kids were at home and their husband was working in his office and just didn't think it was a feasible thing. Uh, when lockdown number two happened, then they started realizing I'm not sitting at home again for another three or four months. So yeah, let's switch it all over. Um, and then, like I said, it's now like a good fill in the blank when they're unable to make it here for their face-to-face -face sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like we're hearing that with Zoom. It's just kind of people were like, not sure in the beginning. And then now that people are kind of more used to it, it's a good that you can kind of flip between those two as needed. And now clients see it as like an added bonus um, for something. They were like, I don't want to do it. Also, people are just like, I'm so zoomed out. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how that's like opened your business to connect with people outside of your, your local space so much. So um, with that, with having three different packages and a number of different things, and I know you're, I know from like talking to you one-on-one, -on -one, um, that you're 
pretty much filled up in terms of like your time and ability to take on clients. So in terms of keeping yourself organized, if we can dive a little bit into like what technology or systems or like things you use in your business to manage your business. Yeah. So I use what's called acuity scheduling. Um, it is awesome. It, uh, keeps all of my appointments where they need to be. Clients can actually log in and move their sessions around if they need to. Most of them don't. They do talk to me first. Um, but that ability is there. Um, and to process payments through it as well. Like it's just, it seems to be all encompassing and then, you know, connects with the calendar on my phone. So I always know where I need to be and when and it's awesome. Um, yeah. That's the biggest thing I use. And then I'm still a big, I've got my whiteboard calendar on my wall. So I've always got that directly in front of my face and move things around on there. I'm still a big pen to paper gal. Like I, as much as I love technology, I still sometimes need to write things out. So that's, mm. <laughs> that's always the option for me as well. Awesome. Yeah. We're huge fans of, um, the scheduling systems and stuff as well. So it's really awesome to hear that it's keeping everything organized and it is yeah. great clients can go on and move appointments and things like that. Um, and so with you, I, and again, I know maybe this has changed, but I know that when we had talked, I had mentioned that, um, that your kind of thing was like, I'm, you're really full. Like you have full days, full clients, you know, it's, it seems like, and I, maybe I'm wrong, but you're a solo entrepreneur. It's just you, you don't have any other team Correct. at this point. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like your systems are keeping things moving and going. Um, and I know from talking to you that you kind of said you're Monday through Friday. I know that you guys like to go away and do lots of camping in your trailer. So I think it's always helpful. Like as a solopreneur who does clients one-on-one, -on -one, how do you kind of make sure you can serve your clients, but you have those boundaries around your working hours and have the ability to go on vacation in the summer with your family? How do you do that? It's taken a lot of time. <laughs> not answering the text messages and the emails on Sunday. That's family time. Um, yeah, so I, I would say I'm, I'm not super good with the boundaries. I do answer the emails and what have you at 10 o'clock at night, I seem to always be around. Um, but family time is priority. So I do mm -hmm. book those way in advance like my summer schedule is already set out I've blocked off my times that I'm I'm not here um and I stick to it so we plan our holidays and such around around that um you know a lot of people think you run your own business you can take time off whenever you want to but it doesn't really work that way um yes I can take time off whenever I want to but I don't work I don't get paid um, and if I'm continually taking time off, then clients are going to find somewhere else to go, right? So mm -hmm. um, I want to make myself available, but I, I've been really good with scheduling my hours. So I don't go past the hours that I have um, scheduled on, on the calendar. At mm -hmm. the very beginning, I was like, okay, well, I can take one more here and one more there just to... Um, trying to appease everybody. But then I realized I was burning myself out. So mm. um, I, it's just, you know, to, with myself, I've had to say enough is enough. <laughs> and only working in, in my allotted time frame. Awesome. Yeah. Kind of yeah. reducing, picking what those hours are, sticking to them. And I think it's interesting that you kind of, you've already 
picked your summer um, hours. And I think I was talking to another trainer who has a similar business structure. And she's like, how do I communicate about vacation? I'm like the biggest thing. And I'm sure you, maybe you'd agree with this. Your clients just want transparency and want communication. If you tell people like the day before, Hey, you're not going to have your sessions next week versus like, they're like, cool. I already know when Aaron's going to be away for the summer. Maybe I plan my vacations at the same time um, yeah. so for those. Vac- I'm just interested to know, cause I was having a discussion with somebody else was during those times, um, do they still have like, Hey, here, go do your own, um, workouts and you kind of prescribe them something to do to keep busy while you're off for those times. Like, how do you kind of, um, yeah. So they, all of my clients have their program that they're working through. So Mm -hmm. they may only see me once a week. So my hope always is that you're at least working out another two to three times a week when you're not seeing me. So those weeks, when I'm on vacation, they may only be missing one session. So mm-hmm. again, the hope is they're doing that on their own anyway. Totally. Um, yeah. So it, and I, I do my absolute best to make up for that time too. So majority of my clients have a set day and time every week that they're coming. So if I've taken a Monday off all of those Monday clients, I've tried to place somewhere else. So they're not missing out on that session. So you're always going to get what you paid for. So if you've got that ultimate fit bitch membership that you've got the four sessions a month, you're getting those four sessions a month, you might just have two in one week instead of one every week. Cool, cool. And it's like when we hear when I hear you say that, it sounds so simple. And I think for some people, it's just the idea of it. There's so many different ways you could structure it, and it feels overwhelming. But the way you just explained it was really easy. Like keep going on your programs, then we reschedule the session around that time, and yeah, keep on swimming, kind of thing. So yeah, and I do block out like most with the majority of my clients because they have their set days and times. I'm booking like a month out. So Mm. like yesterday. I just completed my June calendar. So I know what days I'm kind of taking off early or my youngest daughter is graduating grade seven. So one of the days I have to take off because she's got her little ceremony. And um, so I moved all of those clients yesterday because I know what day that's happening. So I want to get ahead of it uh, to be able to, so everybody knows what's happening. Awesome. Awesome. So with that, um, what do you wish existed that would make your job easier? So as a solopreneur, you have your acuity, you have your clients. What else do you wish would, yeah, there was to help you make things easier? Cool. That's a good question. Um, I think maybe it does exist and I haven't found it yet, but a program or an app that does everything all in one. So it's going to schedule my appointments, it's going to take all of my payments, it's going to log all of my clients, um, their their workout programs that they're able to go in there and tell me that yes, they've done this or no, they haven't. So keep them a little bit more accountable for what they're doing when they're not seeing me. Um, Along with like a database of exercises, whether it's already in there or I'm able to upload my own um, to build out those those programs. But I like I love Acuity. I love their scheduling software. So I haven't found something that's got it streamlined the way that they have it. Cool. So cool. yeah. Awesome. And maybe that does exist. And if it does, please let me know. 
Hi, this is Tony in the pool. We're from Best Box. <laughs> uh, the only the only piece we lean on Acuity a lot for for some of our yeah. stuff. It's that calendar scheduling integration. Other than that, Best Box does pretty much everything else you're talking about there. But the calendaring thing, there's something in, something important and vital about getting into somebody's calendar. It's like being in their wallet, right? And yeah, that is such a critical piece of just like making sure that the appointments show up because there's nothing more frustrating than you having it and then somebody saying, "Oh, I didn't know it was right now. Can I be there in 15 minutes or whatever?" When you just expressed how hard you work to plan out, you know, four, six weeks in advance. And then somebody shows up a half hour late or something. So it's just, yeah. like, it's so critical. So, and you know, with acuity being able to customize that mm. email that goes to them and then they get the text mm. message reminder and I've set it all up. So everything comes within 24 hours before their session. So there is no excuse of being later. I forgot. Um, and I, I love the customization side of it as well. Um, yeah, that's why I've stuck with them because I, I haven't found anything that works the way theirs does. Acuity. Yeah. And I was, I was literally before this meeting in Acuity customizing our confirmations for appointments and things like that just to add a little bit more stuff to them. Um, but I think that's like something across the board in any industry is it's pretty common right now. Like, I mean, in a lot of spaces, I mean, I'm sure even 10 years ago for you, Acuity wasn't maybe right off the bat for you. Um, there just wasn't, maybe it was, um, but wasn't the same systems that there is now. And it's pretty common in any industry that people use one, two, three, four, five different systems to get the jobs done. And as new systems are being innovative, the kind of thing is you kind of want it all in one or in, in, in like that it's all integrated and, and it all talks to each other. So definitely the all in one is, is mm -hmm. as, as things mm -hmm. are for sure. Um, so what has been the hardest part over the last two years? I know that over the last two years, it's definitely changed. Um, and us working together, you know, renting space, and then we had no one in the gym, and then renting space. So I can only imagine in your own business, um, working clients one-on-one -on -one in your home. I'm sure there's been a lot of change. So yeah, what's been the hardest part? There's two? just the consistency or lack thereof. So shutting down, not shutting down, coming back, going on Zoom. Um, clients that have kids so they don't really want to leave the house because they don't want to bring germs back to the house but then mm. kids are at home so they don't necessarily want to go on zoom because they're in the background um so yeah it's just just the the inconsistency has been hard and also mm. just feeling like I was am I going to get shut down again tomorrow um that just that feeling of I hear you what do we what, yeah yeah what do we do if if we get closed again, it was just, yeah. you know, the, with this last closure, it was just so defeating and deflating, I think, for everybody, because we just got to a point where enough was enough. Um, and the best thing we can do for everybody is keep them healthy. And we were told we weren't allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. So it was it was hard. The last one was a hard one. It definitely was hard all the way through the two years. But uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think I know I mean, all, all of us are probably every because I mean, we are local. I mean, some of our podcast guests are from different cities, countries, um, but you're you're local to us. So I know it was every, every time there was an announcement, it was always like, is the announcement going to be same ads? Are we going to be up all night restructuring our entire business and communicating it to everybody? Like, are we open or close the next day? Yeah. So, yeah. It was and then just looking through like the the fine details, like mm. are 
it, does this apply to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just the way they worded things, just sometimes it just didn't quite make sense. Does this mm -hmm. actually apply to me? Do I have to close? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I think there's been, sorry, go ahead, Tony. No, you've been, you've been successful through this, through this thing, mm -hmm. like even throughout all of this stuff, you've been able to stay successful in that sort of thing. And I was just, I'm curious, what, where were you continuing to get your clients during this period, like throughout all of this stuff, or did you just have a good retention? You didn't need new clients. I had really good retention, which was, which was nice. Helpful. Um, yeah. And then, you know, over the past, I have had a few new clients over the, the past couple of months and um, it, they've just found me online. Um, Interesting. Because you're not yeah. super active on social media, at least no, it, like I'm on not. your Instagram and your Facebook <laughs> are there, but they're, yeah. they're not like you're not posting three times a day or even no. once a week at this point. Right. So no, I'm not. What, what role does social media play in your business? Um. It's there. I definitely, I, I go on there when I feel like I have something to share. Um, okay. I don't want to be on social media all the time. Um, it, I, I just don't like being on it all the time. So okay. um, when I have something to share, when I think there's definitely something that um, I, I can give, then that's when I, I take the time to be on it. Mm. So when you say they find you online, then is it like your website that they find? It's like yeah, sorry, through I like, yeah, just like SEO kind of thing. Like Google, yeah, yeah. yeah. The past three new clients I I've got, they have found me just by Google search. And, and do you know if they're looking for you because they're like, I heard about muscles and mommies, so like I'm just looking it up, or are they searching for? a service of some sort and you provide that service they're searching for the service of postnatal pre-postnatal fitness okay interesting yeah and, and so you've now you have a beautiful website it looks like you've you've put a lot of thought into the actual just like design and structure and you know a lot of trainers potentially don't even bother with a website or they'll just do the social media side of things but for you it's been the thing where you're getting your leads. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm not super active on social media. Uh, so I, my thought is to have that online presence through the website because I'm not constantly on Instagram right. or Facebook. Yeah. But I, I just want to like, I want to point out that you're not really like busting your butt trying to make content every day or every week or writing a blog or like doing all of these things that sometimes people are like, you've got to do these things you're getting by with just a clean website, well-designed, thoughtful pricing, thoughtful packages, and a good service. I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, good. I, I think um, that's reassuring that it doesn't necessarily take craziness. Yeah. I, my family is always my priority, mm. number one. So when my girls get home from school at the end of the day, um, my time is for them it's not for sitting on a computer and um doing blog posts and figuring out what my social media is going to be for the next day and creating all of that content and it works for a lot of people um but i'm i'm a mom number one and then everything else comes after that mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's awesome. It's awesome. I feel like that's been a theme over a few a few trainers now in this podcast have been 
you know, really focusing on your, if you're taking really good care of your current clients um, and they're talking about you and having referrals and your retention is there, that um, the social media, um, like, return on investment just isn't quite there. You want to be searchable so like they can kind of find your page. If they find you on Instagram or Facebook, it's easy to have an overview of like, this is Erin, this is what she offers. And if I want to know more, it's easy to go and find out how to work with you. Um, yeah. Find your yeah. That's not hard to do. And I think as long as you have a presence and you exist um, and that's, that's, and then what you're doing is working for you. That's really awesome. Uh, I love what Tony, when you asked about like, you know, you've been successful through, through this last two years, I was going to say the same thing as like, and I think we could all probably have a lot of therapy sessions about everything we've been through in the fitness space and everybody the last two years. Um, but if you could pick a couple of successes um, or things that you maybe wouldn't have done if it wasn't for this last two years, what would some of those things been? The online, like I, I'm, it, that's totally out of my comfort zone. Even doing this today is out of my comfort zone. Uh, my my theme over the past two years is get out of your comfort zone. Um, so uh, that definitely brought me. Yeah, just getting online brought me into a completely different space that I I don't think I would have tapped into before, or maybe not as quickly as I did. Yeah, we got bowling told. We had no. Choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is what you're doing now, okay? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, and I'm sure you could. We could have a whole podcast on this itself. But uh, if you could think of some client successes or experiences um, that like keep you motivated, if there's a couple, a story or something that you're like, oh, this is just, yeah. If you could share with us. Oh, client successes. So there's there's quite a few of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had uh, I had a mom a few years ago that I worked with that had she had two babies basically back to back, um, gained quite a bit of weight with the two of them, um, and she was just bound and determined to um, get back into a healthier space. Um, so I worked with her a couple of days a week for a few months and. Um, she just shared determination that she was going to get there and she is absolutely fabulous. And, you know, she got her, she got her body to where she wanted it to be, but it also gave her, um, it set her up to be more successful in her career as well. Just her confidence grew. Um, and she went from working for somebody to working on her own. And she just like, she just blossomed into a whole new person. And it was just awesome to watch. It took a year, definitely wasn't overnight, but it, it took a year for her to, to be where she actually wanted to be. And it was, yeah, yeah just really nice to watch it happen. I feel like you, yeah, it's really cool. And you just said something that, again, I feel like in a lot of these conversations, that's a common theme is people come into it thinking, I want to work on my physical body and my fitness, but that there's like a ripple effect into all other areas of life. Like you just said, career and like all the other doors that open up when people are um, kind of working and, and focusing on that. Do you feel like that's kind of common with, you know? The, yes. Oh, life? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just once once you start working on your your physical self, you start realizing emotionally how much stronger you are as a person. Mm. Yeah. 
I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So one or two more kind of questions here. We're um, nearing the end. So if you could give one piece of advice um, to a new fitness entrepreneur just starting it out, what would that be? Try it all. <laughs> yeah. See, you you have in your head what you think you're going to be doing, what you think mm -hmm. is going to work. And it doesn't necessarily always work that way. So throw it all out there and, and see what's going to stick and what your niche may be or um, what's definitely like what's going to resonate with you and what's going to drive you to keep going forward with with what you want to be doing. Mm. Get out of that comfort zone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So um, with that, I thought it'd be kind of cool, Erin, to hear, um, you know, a lot about what your current business is and what you're doing. And I know from when we went for coffee, um, you have some new things coming up. So I'd love for you to kind of share just like what's next in Muscles and Mommies. There's some revolution <laughs> happening, new services. Yeah. What can kind of people expect to see kind of coming up and what's next for you and some of your goals and things you're working on? Yeah. So I'm actually starting a new branch of my business that doesn't have anything to do with pre-postnatal fitness, but uh, working with genetic training. So using your DNA to figure out how your body should be exercising. So um, it starts with doing that 23andMe DNA test and um, you get a report back after that. We run your report um, and it tells you how your body responds to specific types of exercise, um, what your injury susceptibility is like. Um, and then I take that information and build a program based on what your genetics say you should be doing. So whether that's taking that information to, you know, you have 20 pounds that you need to get rid of, and you've tried every fad diet out there, and it's just not working. Well, this is what your body actually needs to be doing or just to maintain your health and wellness though the way it is um and that the way your body should be moving based on on those genetics um so yeah that new business is called train your genes um and i yeah it's launching soon um okay. hopefully hopefully by the end of the month i'll have that website up and running Nice. exciting so i've okay. done that i've done the 23andme test before so does that mean like i can just give you the results and you can give me some advice uh, we have, there is a report that needs to be yeah. run through it's called gene rx um and it gives us that that information based on cool. yeah so we could cool. do that for sure we'll chat later yeah 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 Right, but and I was so excited. I was like, this is something I've like never heard about before. And I just wanted to like sprinkle that in. So I said that'll be another podcast, another, you know, six months time we can circle back and hear hear about that. But I just think that's the kind of thing we were talking a little bit about, just that there just isn't a one size fits all and you can do your best to customize, but really to have that data to help you build that customization. I think we're going to see more of that in all kinds of like healthcare and things like that coming. Yeah. Forward. So I'm yeah, excited sure. to hear kind of how like it's going. And I actually laughed, kind of funny that we talked about, I didn't realize it was 23 and me. I watched that documentary. Have you guys seen that one on Netflix? It's called like the father or something where when 23 and me came out, they realized there's like 
50 kids all with the same dad. He was a, um, a fertility doctor. And instead oh. of using donor sperm or even the father's donor sperm, he was using his own. And because of 23andMe, there's like literally 100 people that have all realized that they have the same dad. Wow. <laughs> I remember watching it. It's kind of crazy. I watched it last night. I was up till 1 a.m. finishing my kiddos' cupcakes. Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> anyway, that's a total sidetrack from 23 you know. <laughs> It's how we squirrel, but um, yeah, I think that's a really cool, Aaron. So yeah, if you and um, I think this podcast comes out in a few weeks from now. So um, if there is something that we can link or share to that as well for people to find more yeah. about that or emailing you, I think that'd be really cool to include because um, I mean everything you offer is really amazing and niche and makes a big impact. And I think this is something new that even Tony was like, hmm, "Tell me more. I want to <laughs> this." So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. And I'm actually working with uh, a nutritionist, a genetic nutritionist. So she builds out uh, meal plans and, um, and gives, uh, yeah, supplement protocols, um, again, based on that genetic report. And uh, yeah, so the two of us are going to partner up together to get this information out. So yeah, we're excited. Cool really dynamic thing awesome well thank you so much for being on the podcast today Erin it was really great to have you thanks for having me thank you